Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. It's great expectations on the radio. Get Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great expectations. With the bishop, Charles Millet. Yeah. With the bishop, Charles Millet. You're rocking with the bishop, Charles Millet. Great expectations. How many of you, at a time in your life, the person or the people who did you dirt dog wrong? they would be the most important thing on your mind. How many of you at a time in your life when you really need to be thinking about yourself and considering where you are would be thinking about the people who have caused you the most harm? Think about what it takes to have that kind of heart to think about people when you really could be thinking about yourself. I was sharing with someone just the other day, we were talking about humility, and I shared with them, you know, sometimes when people think about humility or being humble, they think about, well, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about myself. I got to be humble. I can't think about myself all the time. I can't think about me. Humility is not that you don't think about yourself. Humility is you think less of yourself. I don't mean you think less of yourself in value. In other words, what I'm saying is you don't sit around and think about yourself all the time, but you do think about yourself. You just think about yourself less. It wasn't that Jesus wasn't thinking about himself. He thought about himself less. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Do you know that we pray prayers like this? Father, Forgive us as our, of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive, Lord, us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Do you realize that we're actually saying to God, I want you to forgive me the way I forgave my ex-husband. Do you really want God to forgive you? the way you forgave him? God, forgive me the way I forgave the people who did me wrong. You want God to forgive you the way you forgave the people that did you wrong? Look at your neighbor and say, he's got to be talking to somebody else on this row because I'm the only one sitting in my seat. So Jesus is nailed to the cross. And he has people on his mind. That's why sometimes I would have a hard time sometimes when I would say to my mama, Mama, don't you be stressed out over so-and-so, so-and-so. Mama, you blah, 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 blah. And mama be like, yeah, I know, but. Mama, you got to be able, it is something about a mother that unless you carried the child, It's like, it's not that the mama is not listening. It's just that the mother keeps the child on their mind. 
And just because she has the child on her mind does not mean she's not giving the child to God in her heart. Just like you as parents, if you're not careful, I ain't thinking about you. I ain't, I'm tired of worrying about you. I ain't thinking, I ain't using no more sleep over you. Come on now. Because you're trying to convince yourself they're not on your mind. When the truth of the matter is, people are so valuable in your life that they ought to always be on your mind. You want me to point the camera to your mind right now and let it jump up on the screen? See what you're thinking about? You're not getting no chicken right now. You're going to listen to me. (laughs) Think about it for just a moment. You and I are so important that Jesus is thinking about you every day. You are the apple of his eye. Alicia, there was not one day that you were walking through your victory that you were not on Jesus' mind. He was thinking about you every single day. There wasn't a day that went by that he wasn't thinking about you. Always. Once again, look at your neighbor and say, you are so very valuable. So let me give you this before I conclude today. So why did Jesus have people on his mind so much? Why did he think about people all the time? I'm glad you want to know. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts. Ooh, I know the thoughts. Wait a minute. I, 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 I know the thoughts. I, I know the plans that I have for you, God's plan, get this, y'all, God's plans are so unbelievably huge and large because they're all about you. I know the thoughts, I know the plans that I think towards you, thoughts to prosper you, to bless you, to do you good, not to bring you disaster. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on God's mind. That's why he walks around thinking about me all the time because everything is all about me. It's about you, for God so loved that he gave. You better know your value. You're not going to be able to tell me God ain't thinking about me. See, there are some people that think God's not thinking about them because of what they did. Oh, Lord, you can't think about me because I lied yesterday. You can't be thinking about me today, Jesus, because me and my husband had an argument in the parking lot before we even got into church. Lord, you can't be thinking about me. Lord, you can't be thinking about me because I should have been at church last week, but you know I stayed at the club most of the night. <laughs> oh, Lord, because I did that wrong, I'm going to get sick again. Lord, going to make me sick again because he's thinking about what. Let me tell you something. Jesus don't use his mind to focus on why he can't think about you. Your sin is not got Jesus' mind Bogged down. He already took care of you, see? Why do you, why you think we preach and teach and get ready for Easter? He died. He fixed the problem for sin. So he's like, oh, Lord, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, oh, oh, Lord. I, I, I just, I'm so worried. I'm scared the child going to do this. Oh, Lord. Oh. No, you're not, I don't took care of that. Only thing the Lord is concerned about right now is why you won't believe him. 
Why you won't trust him when he's gone through his whole life demonstrating to you that this entire book was written for you. This whole book has got provisions in it in the event anything happens to you that it takes care of you. This book is all about you from Genesis to Revelation. There's nothing in this book that's not about you. Without you, there's no need for this book. You're valuable. What are you saying? God wants us to get it, wants us to understand it. So we're all about, and I say, you know, CPM, we're all about people. We're all about people. And somebody say, well, shouldn't you be all about Jesus? We are all about Jesus. And Jesus is all about people. And if we're all about Jesus, shouldn't we be all about what Jesus is all about? Because you, you, you can't have Jesus without people. It's what the Lord is doing. What do you think the Lord is doing? Everything the Lord is doing is for people. It's for you, for your family, for your future hopes and dreams. Valuable, valuable, valuable. <laughs> Glory to the Lamb of God. The outfit you're wearing is as valuable to you as the price you paid for it. And the reason you and I are so valuable is because of the price that has been paid for us to be who we are. Do you know how much Jesus paid for you to bounce back? Do you know how much Jesus paid for you not to lose your mind? Do you know how much Jesus paid for you not to want to end your life? Do you know how much Jesus... Touch your neighbor and say, friend of mine, do you have any idea how much has been invested in you? And one of the reasons Jesus always had us on his, on his mind is because he knew the heart of the Father better than anybody did. He knew God's heart. He knew what God wanted. He knew that God was all about people. So everywhere Jesus went, he just focused on people. And religious folk had a problem with him because he focused on people. You mean to tell me in our foundational text, you, the problem they had with Jesus was this. You sit down and you eat with sinners. You spend time with people who are not a priority. You spend time with people who are not like us. What do you mean they're not like us? We got a problem with you because these people, they don't abide by the law. And Jesus said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The people were not made for the law. The law was made for the people. I didn't give you a law to destroy the people. Oh, Lord Jesus, I didn't give you the law to destroy the people. I gave you the law to help the people. You're taking what I gave to help the people and turning it against them. You're so caught up in customs and traditions and things because your focus is on something instead of someone. We did a homegoing service yesterday for the Williams family. Bless their hearts and... Uh, the end of the service and took the body, put it in the hearse to take it to its place of rest. The hearse pulled off. Wasn't no U-Haul behind it. No. Only thing behind the hearse was cars. And the most interesting thing about it is the cars had people in it. So all of the people are following the hearse to the resting place not realizing 
that they too, if they don't check it, they need to be concerned about their resting place too. People, what is your job if don't nobody come to work? What is your team if nobody comes to play? What is church if it has no members? <laughs> you ready for this? What is your family if they don't have you? You bring more value to your family than you give yourself credit for. Tell your neighbor again, you are so very valuable. There are a bunch of children playing around one day, and they're playing around and near Jesus, and the disciples see them getting close to Jesus, and they be like, hey, 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 cut all that playing out. Move, 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 up, move away from Jesus. He, he busy. Go, go on. And Jesus said, time out. Time out. He said, listen. Suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom. In other words, he says, children are important. If you don't like children, heaven ain't a place you're going to want to be. Because Jesus said, children, going to be around me. These kids that came up here, young people, and they're ministering, and you look at them, you hear this song, look at them. When they first come up, they're trying to figure out their spot. Where they supposed to be, everybody move, moving around. The biggest challenge they got is they got to look at you. Now, now, now imagine how you would feel if you had to look at some of the looks. You, 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 you. Okay, all right. I'm not in your mailbox there, but don't tear it down because I'm coming. What, I, what I'm trying to say is this. They up here, they're trying to figure it out, you know, get to the thing. Ooh, Jaden, go, Jaden. Okay, wait for the music. You got up so I could get up again. Come on, y'all. They look, okay, my time. You come in. You got up so I could. Now, if I told you, you had to get up here to sing. Uh-uh. But what I see is value. I see young people whose God's hand is on their life. But, this, but, this, is, but this, this is the part I see. The only reason they can really get up here and sing the way that they were doing is because somebody has spent time with them. Somebody sees their value. The music ministry and those that work with them helped to get them prepared for what they were able to do. And what I'm trying to say is this. Somebody saw something in you at some point in your life and thank God they saw more in you than sometimes you even saw in yourself. So when I say give God a hand for them, it's like, look at what God is doing. Look, look, look at what God I, I remember when some of them was in diapers. Where, where, where Josh at? Where Josh at in here? Josh, Josh, run up here. Let me shake your hand right quick. Come here, Come here, Come on, wait, 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 Josh. Come on, wait, wait. Come on, Reverend Josh, Reverend Josh. Come on, Reverend right, right, Josh, Josh. Yeah, come on, too tall, too tall. Too tall, too tall. This is my nephew Josh here. I mean, come on up here, too tall, too tall. Yeah, too tall. Too tall. 
Him and Aaron always get nervous when I bring them to the stage because they say, they don't know. But, but Josh is a fine young man. Josh can really get married. When are you getting married, Josh? September. In September. Yeah. Josh, Josh, Josh can really get married. Now, this cat here that's getting ready to get married, he used to be in Pampas <laughs> with his bottle, preaching like I preach. In Pampas, you know what I'm saying? We just had to change him. <laughs> and he stayed around church, stayed around God, stayed around people that love him. People have seen things in him. He serves, works in church. And now Josh is doing for the young people what we did for him when he was a kid. But see what happens when you see the value that a person has? Jesus wants us to understand you just can't see people as nothing but people. People are his most prized possession. For God so loved that his son gave. Everything about God, everything about Jesus, everything about the Holy Spirit is all about people like, see how nice Josh look? Josh, Josh, now, 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 now Josh looked clean and polished, but Josh just had to get whoopings too. I know he don't look like it, but we had to get his little tail. But this is what God has done. This is what God has done. When my grandmother first came to North Carolina, hold on, Josh, I'm going to let you go in a minute. When my grandmother first came to North Carolina, she set her sights. The Lord told her, go there and save, get your family saved. She came to North Carolina, and she set her sights on me. I was considered the chief sinner. She set her sights on me, and I told myself she's making a big mistake. Because, you know, I'm into, I'm into what I do right now. I was the kind of person that when I would go to the club, I wasn't miserable. <laughs> Some of y'all talking about he delivered me from a miserable life of sin. When I was in sin, I was not miserable. <laughs> I was one of them cats, you go to the club, oh, <laughs> I get me a little happy juice. <laughs> I ain't gonna, oh, I hate to be in the club. <laughs> I'm so depressed because they playing my song. I don't feel like I want to move. No, when the beat dropping is, hey, <laughs> they must have been watching me when they plan to make that turn up song years later. Cause I was one of them cats, man. I'm going to hit the floor, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I was one of them cats. They talking about last song. No, man, one more. One more. One more again. One more. I used to hate it when they would turn the lights on in the club because that meant it was over. That's why, you know, I think it's something that stayed with me. And I get upset when y'all turn the lights out when I'm talking to people. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I, I think that thing stayed on me or something. 
but he knew the father's heart. He ate with sinners. He ate with people who would not like him. And the most, the crazy thing about it is the more they fussed at Jesus about who he hung around that was not good, the more the people that were not good liked to hang around him. What are you eating with them for? We got a problem with that. And the people who they had a problem with, they, they, they would always, they would always want to be around him. Look at his name and say, he knew the father's heart. He knew the father's heart. But y'all, you can't be so into the people. What I got? Oh, 10 minutes. You can't be so into the people until you forget about the person. Because in our scripture in verse 7 today, it says, notice what it says in, in verse 7. This is what I want you to see. Look at what heaven does over one sinner. That's a person, y'all. You hear me? Heaven gets so excited over what can happen to one person until heaven rejoices over one. Now, don't get so into your group or so into your people until you forget about what makes up the people, each person. Heaven rejoices over each person. It means something. It's powerful when you walk up to a person and I say, uh, Barbara, stand up for just a moment. I walked to Barbara. I said, hey, sis Barbara, how you doing, sis? Good to see you. God bless you. How, 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 your daughter doing all right? Bless you. How the, how the grandbabies doing? They're doing good and good. And we're praying for you. It's going to all work out. Okay, praise God. When you take a moment, like Patty and I, the church is growing and growing a lot. And it, it's like sometimes the kingdom guards, they have a fit with this. Because I understand they, they want to get home and stuff like that. I respect that. But Patty and I be trying to give as many people as we can, just two or three seconds. We try to learn everybody's names. Now, a lot of y'all helping us out a whole lot. We practice your name. We be at home practicing your name. Cause we we, we want to know you. A lot of y'all help us out because y'all got names like green, brown, blue, white. So we group y'all. <laughs> We don't have, oh, yeah, put them in the white group. That's the whites. <laughs> now, honey, they go with the blues. So we see you coming. We don't worry about the first name. What up, bro, blue? <laughs> bro, brown. Hey, <laughs> man. What up, green? And we never get it wrong. And y'all be like, what up, bishop? <laughs> what up? I don't let y'all in on the secret in. <laughs> see, it's not that we don't want to know your first name. Some of y'all, your first name. The second reason that he always had people on his mind is because he knew the reality of eternity. Matthew 25 and 46, Jesus made mention of this. Notice, everlasting punishment and eternal life. In other words, he knew people had an end. He knew that people had an end, and it would either be eternal life, Lord, have mercy, Jesus, or it could be eternal punishment, and he was conscious of that. So God, Jesus knew people were going to end up somewhere. If you knew people were going to end up somewhere and you thought about this, I think we would talk to people a little different if we really knew that the person that you're talking to ultimately could end up in eternal punishment or either spending 
eternity with God. Stuff passes away. Things pass away. But people, y'all, last forever. I believe that people are a priority, and Jesus wants us to make people a priority. There were two men in the Bible that died. Over in Luke 16, look at that in your leisure. One died and lifted his eyes in hell. Another died and saw himself where Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. The rich man looks over and sees the beggar, and he said, oh, man, this is terrible. He said, it's hot down here. He said, it's so hot. He said, I wish somebody could just take a cup of water, just take your finger, dip it in the water, and let the drip from the, from the water, just let it hit my tongue. And then he said, would you please go back and tell my family, don't come down here. Don't, don't, don't come down here. The beggar said, I can't do it. I wish I could. I wish I could help your family. I wish I, wish I could. In other words, this brother said, I have seen eternal punishment, and please go tell my family, whatever y'all do, don't come here. Why are you saying it? Because God wants us to be conscious of how valuable people are and taking the time to make sure we invest in what is most important to God, people. I'm praying again that God will put people on your mind. we want you to touch. The third reason, y'all, that people were always on the mind of Jesus everywhere he went is because he knew the potential of people. He knew the potential of people. That's what would make him change his plans. You can close your Bible. That's what would make him change his plans and redirect his ministry team and tell them it's must needs that I go through Samaria because he's got to get to a woman that's been married five times. He got to the woman, dealt with the woman, never told her she was a terrible wife, never told her she was unfit, never told her you should be ashamed of yourself. I don't know why they married you. He never even dogged the five men out. He just told the woman, the well you're drinking from will never satisfy your thirst. You are so very valuable. If you don't help get somebody to help you understand your value, you'll keep devaluing yourself with the cycle that you're in. He understood the potential that people had. He's on his way to do ministry, and he gets to this sycamore tree. And this cat named Zacchaeus is up in the tree. And he looks up there, he says, hey, man. He said, you need to come down. But nobody else wanted to deal with Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus was a tax collector. In other words, Zacchaeus was a crook. Nobody wanted to deal with Zacchaeus because he was a crook. But Jesus gets to where the crook is in a tree and sees something in the crook that nobody else sees. Jesus sees generosity in the life of a man who is stingy if that man ever meets Jesus. Jesus knows what can happen to people no matter where they are in their life if they have an encounter with him. Zacchaeus comes down and says, everything that I've ever stole from anybody, I'll restore it to them times four. Wow. Jesus, listen, nobody else wanted to do anything with him, but Jesus knew this was in him if he could ever come in contact with him. Jesus says, I'm going to your house. On the way, Zacchaeus calls all of his other crooked friends. 
invites them over. Jesus is in Zacchaeus' house eating with all the people who nobody else want to deal with because Jesus knows what can happen to people and what they can become no matter what their past has been. But the job of the religious people was to keep Jesus from having this contact with people because they'd already deemed that the people were not valuable enough to be with Jesus. Aren't you glad that Jesus saw your potential and didn't leave you like you were? Get clear, let's get clear, y'all. Get focused, let's get focused. Get moving, great expectations. Charles Millette Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. Yeah, you on with the Bishop Charles Millet. Yeah, with the Bishop Charles Millet. You rocking with the Bishop Charles Millet. Great expectations.